Yeah. Previously on the Black Tribbles. Back where it all began. I will go with Sylvester the cat. Really? Yes. I like Sylvester. And I'll tell you why I like Sylvester. Gosh darn it. Now, yes, he did chase himself some Tweety and he was going after the little, little Tweety bird. That's true. But you know what he was also doing? He was raising a son. And he was raising a son right. to be a great mouser. Right. And he was raising. In there, no matter the odds, no matter how many times he got thumped, because he was not going to let that big Kanga mouse take him down. <laughs> and that's why I will forever ride with Sylvester the Cat. Okay. I'm okay well, it's hard to it. front that watch. It is your black triples. Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League. We unlimited. Five transformed into seven. Magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610 267 215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners reported with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottle, city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. Studios of WPPMLP 106.5 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages, welcome to another brand spanking new edition of Black Tribble. My name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined in this lovely studio by. Yo, what up, what up? It's the all day, any day, twice on Sunday, every day, Philly's day. It's a girl, Kennedy, also known as that Mikey chick, better known as the Storm Triple, holding it live, holding it down live for the 215 <laughs> to the day I die. What's good? Poop. Poop? Poop. <laughs> Bloop. When it's warm out, my draws I go without. It's the man, the myth, the legend, Master Triple E Man. It's us, free balling, commando, holly. Cause I'm free! Free, Free ballin'. ballin'. <laughs> <laughs> and what it do, y'all? It's Cousin Muscles. That boy broke. Swole brother number one. Super Saiyan Tribble in the building. Much love, everyone. The Uncanny Tribble, Ariel. She is making her way to the studio even as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. We have a very, very special show for you tonight because 
somehow in these two hours, we're going to fit not one, but two shows for you tonight. tonight two, two, two. Two as we, for one? Two for one. As we are giving you our regular edition of Black Tribbles, and then at 10 p.m., we are going to switch over to Spoiled Tribbles. It's going to be insane, and to help us, we have very special guests from the Tribble Nation in the building. Long time Long time Triple Triple Nation member, first time I believe here at Philly Cam. Oh, finally! Finally, got her in house. What? Finally, I've been doing the spoiled triple, so it's not like I have been away. That's true. That's very true. This is my first time at Philly Cam. Thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome. And I love you all three thousand. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Introduce yourself to the Tribble Nation. I am Buttercake Tribble, but I am also Tensel and Tyne, and I am also Leanne Lindsay. I run a site in Philly that's uh, mainly movies. We do a little food stuff and a lot of what's going on in Philly, and uh, I love geeking out. <laughs> so I'm here. And, 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 Let's get it. Don't let uh, Leanne fool you. Don't let her modesty fool you. She, I, um, you were just sitting up. Uh, I saw an interview that you did um, for the movie Long Shot. Exactly coming out tomorrow, and I got to interview O'Shea Jackson Jr. Mm. Yes, <laughs> okay. Ice Cube's son, and he is so adorable. You just want to take him home in your pocket. Oh, <laughs> I heard you did. Really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let that out. Don't let. That out. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I do get some good opportunities here and there, and uh, I I just love movies. I, you know, uh, did a radio show for three years myself, um, and looking for my next opportunity. Well, there you go, and I'm sure it's, com- it's coming your way. And thank you for uh, coming in to join us for Spoiled Tribbles tonight, as we're going to be reviewing a, a spoiler review of Avengers Endgame. So we're going to go in on that. And we have another guest in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Also, also a person who is not new to Tribble Nation, not new to followers of the Black Tribbles Podcast Network because he has been a longtime contributor on the Gutter Talk podcast that is done out of Maniunk. He has his own segment there where Brandon asks us. He comes in and asks me and JD all types of geek-centric questions, and we go in, we go hard, and he is here first time in the building of Philly Cam, first time on the mothership, Black Tribbles. Give it up for Brandon Jackson Shorts. What's up, B? What's up, everybody? Hey. Hey, what's going on, man? Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) love the cheer that that that's that that is his his virtual own shout out what's up brandon how you doing man i'm pretty good i'm pretty good when didn't think i would come but i showed up i wanted to talk avengers because i love i love marvel love dc love all comic everything yes he does you're you're hard into now now give people like the quick 30 second uh pitch on who brandon is uh Brandon is, I don't know, a black kid from Philly. <laughs> uh, nerdy, like, I like, yeah, I just like all nerd things. I'm not, I don't really have a lot of things going on, honestly, right now. But I'm, I'm yeah, just me. Just nerdy, nerdy by nature. <laughs> there, there you go. Well, That's what's up. He, he's adorable, isn't he, Kennedy? Precious. <laughs> so pure. I'm put him in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> like reading Harry Potter for the first time. 
Oh, don't get him started on Harry Potter. Oh, I love Harry Potter. That's another thing. So you remember how pure it was the first time you read it, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Len, Len won't bother. Len doesn't like to read from what I've heard. Ooh! That's what he told me. He told me he doesn't like to read books. Which is not the same as don't like to read, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Fox News headline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this just do a little in. bit of reading to get the actual <laughs> This quote, just, this just in. Len can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Executive producer functioning illiterate at the age of 52. <laughs> How did he get on the board? <laughs> it's huge. Um, well, well, thank you, Brandon, I think, um, to the show. <laughs> And um, we are going to have a lot of fun here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. For, uh, for the first hour, we have a, a very cool guest. We're going to be speaking with Larissa and Candace of Quirktastic, which is really just like this really cool platform for, for, for they say for, the, the, the website says for, for like the quirky and I say, help him out, please. You yeah. see, he's yeah, stumbling. Yeah, yeah. He stumbling. just got back yeah, yeah. from Florida. His cool. brain yeah, cool, is still. Cool. I mean, no, 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 no. Honestly, yeah. what I was stumbling over was a little bit because it's it's weird because their mm-hmm. their website says like it's like a platform, and the word on there says weirdos. Yeah, and I really didn't want to say weirdos. You know mm. what I mean? But it it is straight from the website. Yeah, like they're self-identifying as weirdos. I would probably just say i mean if they want to say weirdos cool but i would say you know for pretty much any and all spaces of people of color who happen to be geeks and nerds as well things of such i mean and not just people of color but like mainly because you know we on the front page there hey so so yeah yeah so we're going to be talking to them uh about quirktastic and about a very cool convention that they've got going on coming up in may down in durham north carolina Mm -hmm. quirk con is happening it's a thing it's real. They make it about things. They yeah. got it going on. They got it going on, and we're going to be talking to, to them uh, around 9.30 this evening. So we're going to have a, a full show for you. Uh, Ariel will be here with her suggested reading. We got this week in geek history, and this was a very special week very. in geek history. But as always, we like to top off the news, uh, the top of the show, touching on some of the news and everything like that. Uh, oh, real quick, shout out to Facebook Live. I see you out there. Um, it's very... Like you know, spot on, Leanne, that you are with us tonight. Because, well, because recently in the news we've had two um, very major passings in the movie world. First, earlier this week, with the passing of John Singleton, director, producer, famously known for *Boys in the Hood*, *Poetic Justice*. Which is a tie-in because that, that was Ice Cube's first job, so that is right. kind of uh, interesting that I would be with the you know with, with his son. Uh, right offspring, and um, I will admit something that I shouldn't. Being black and a movie person, I have never seen Boys in the Hood. Neither have I. Wow. Really? Really? I'm glad to see somebody else. Because usually people are shocked and you know appalled, and that it's like always on my list to see, but. It's a good movie. I know. It's supposed to be a m- magnificent movie. I don't know why I never see it. I just won't sit my butt down and just watch it. Well, there, was there a particular reason why you didn't come to see it when it was out? When it, I never would have seen that kind of thing when it was out. Okay. Because that was too, like, 
I would have only been into like romantic comedies and things like that back okay. in the day, that far back. Right. You know, right. It, it was more like, you know, what was that, 90? 95 ish? Yeah, around there, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was, it was before, I mean, it wasn't before my time. Obviously, it was around in 95, but I was 11, so my parents were letting me watch. 91. Right. Yeah, about 91? 91. Okay, so then. It's even earlier than I thought. Yeah, yeah. 91. Yeah. So, Ooh. yeah, I definitely, it would have been like, whoo, over my head. I don't want anything that deep or darker, you know. Were you a um, fan of, of the work of John Singleton, though? I admire him for, you know, blazing a, a path for everybody for else. Head, that's, yeah. for, that's for sure. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was, the, what, the first one Oscar nominated? That's yep. like huge, huge, huge. Um, but as far as like his other films, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've seen any of them. There's Four Brothers um, with M- Mark Wal- Racist Wahlberg. There's and, uh, um, Tyrese. and Tyrese. Well, did you see Did you see Poetic Justice with uh, Janet oh, Jackson yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, that's right, that's Tupac? Right, that's right. But that was a long time ago. Okay. And then it was yeah. Baby Boy. And then Baby Boy. Right. That's right. And he did Too Fast, Too Furious. Well, I mean, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but, he did the Remember the Time video? What? That's yes. right. That's right. He. Right. That's right. He did. I forgot he did uh, direct that. Um, but like you said, I mean, he is he is a man probably, especially alongside Spike Lee, who right. was synonymous for blazing a trail for black filmmakers. Most definitely. And uh, and he will go on to uh, become a producer of note as well. Um, and he also, I believe, he created the show, the FX show Snowfall, that is uh, that is out there now. That is, um, you know, a very underrated show. Um, and he's he was a bit of a humanitarian as well. So it was a great loss, you know, uh, John Singleton, and and to be so young, fifty one years old. Yo, I, I got questions. Because usually <clears throat> there, you know, there's that acronym FAST so that you can identify right. when someone's having a stroke. It's your yeah. face, having difficulty lifting their arm, their speech is slurred, and then it's time to call an ambulance. Right. Well, he checked himself into the hospital, right, mm-hmm. complaining of leg pains and all types of other complications, mm-hmm. and had the stroke while he was in his hospital bed. Right. What negligence for him to have been already admitted in the bed and then not because they say if you get to a a practitioner if you get to an er in a certain amount of time there's a a pill or some type of medicine they can you can take that can break up the clot immediately and like drastically reduce the risk of long-term complications from having a stroke so this man was already in the hospital who wasn't paying attention like, was that a matter of him not being able to identify what it is? Or was it a matter of him being like, yo, I think I'm having a stroke and no one doing anything about it? It could have been a combination of the two. It all, who's also to say how... Um, I smell toast something. You know well, what I mean? But, but who's also to say, like, how... I was going to say, like, like, uh, like how far along the, the process had already been. Like, the stroke may have been coming. And, and you know, you give him the pill, whatever... You know, you do whatever due diligence you can, and then you're monitoring stuff. But if if it's coming, it's coming. And the thing about a stroke is that it, that's why it is most it, it is the silent killer. It hits any time. You know what I mean? I, I understand that. So for him to be in the hospital when it happened, someone dropped the ball there. And I know it's sensitive for the family now because it's raw. It just happened. But I would be like, I got questions. Who was on staff? Run them pockets. Let me see the books. Right. Was he being monitored? Because like, if there someone comes anything? 
you know, if, especially even if he wasn't, you know, lucid enough to say, hey, I think I'm having a stroke. Like, he, I'm sure he was monitored to something. They had to have kept his vitals. Like, I mean, I guess it depends what kind of condition he was in. Like, if he was, like, fine and just on his own and just sitting in the bed, then, no, he could have been there a minute before somebody came in to check on him and True find that. out what happened. You know that, what I mean? that, for me, but, would be... Because he wasn't in ICU at that right. point, right? So right. I, I guess so, you're no. not as because yeah, it wasn't in the ER, from what I understand. I don't know. There's just so many talks about mm-hmm. medical malpractice, specifically when it comes to black people, that I'm concerned that this might be one of those instances. You know what I mean? I'm concerned that I, I, I hear you, and I would imagine that his family is doing their due diligence as far as you know researching all of that thing. I think, but the bigger story out of this is just being aware of your own of and cognizant of your physical well-being and taking care of yourself and looking into that type of stuff man because like i i've i put it out there on a uh, on the show mission i put it out there now i for years was walking around with incredibly high blood pressure and like and i knew i had high blood pressure but i didn't know it was like whatever and then it was not long after my grandson was born, you know, you know, you you start hearing the stories like you know people dropping off like left and right, and you're like, wow, you know what? I made it through with my with my daughter. I want to make it through with my grandson. Let me just, all right, let me go. I'm getting older. Let me go. Go to the doctor. They take my blood pressure, and they literally like, you don't have any pain or anything like that. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. And he's like, because your blood pressure is like crazy high. Like we don't even know why. Like how you walked in this joint. Like it was it was like ridiculous high it was like three figures over three figures and so you know i got on the medication and all of that stuff and and you start changing your changing your diet and and things in my story it is not uh it's not an uncommon story the uncommon part about it is that i did something about it because there's tons of people that don't do stuff about it man and i would imagine that john singleton he was he was up there with me I'm in good shape. You know, I'm not in bad shape. I'm probably about as good a shape as him. Maybe even better shape than me. I don't know. I've never seen a man without a shirt. You know what I mean? You know. <laughs> John Singleton was got good. I mean, it's being. But I'm just saying, he was a whole Uncle Snack right there. That was a snack pack. Do some lifting. That was a three piece and a biscuit. But I'm just saying, it, it, it doesn't matter. That stuff can can hit at mm. any time. Real quick before we go further on. on, on um, Someone else has just joined us in the studio, and we got to give them an opportunity to introduce themselves to the audience. What's up, Triple Nation? It is the hardest working woman in this comic retail business. I'm sorry for being late. <laughs> I'm out here being the store owner, uh, and it took a little longer today. Um, but yeah, your green air haired bombshell is in the building. Bruce Leroy. Showed up. Triple in the building. <laughs> Were you a fan, uh, Ariel, of uh, John Singleton? Um, you know what? So John Singleton is one of those names that I know, but I was younger when I feel like he was making most of his stuff. So it's not that I didn't see his movies. I didn't necessarily know that was him because I did not know that Baby Boy was was John Singleton, but I yeah. love Baby Boy. And I recognize, because I think, Len, can you make me a seat? <laughs> oh, can we get some breakfast? Yes. Whatever. You, want, you, want, some you breakfast? want some breakfast? Yes, I, I, I listen to Len's other podcasts as well, but... <laughs> Len is not a fan of Baby Boy, but that was one of those films that I just loved. And I don't know if it was a generational thing or what. Probably. Yeah, but I love Baby Boy. Yeah. Um, I like um, 
Jason's lyric, I feel like, was a little. Oh, that's over right. My yeah, head. Lyric, I mean, yeah. I saw it, but I was like, you know, they it was just mm-hmm. beyond me at the time because I was younger. Um, what's I mean, what's some other ones? Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Higher Learning. I. You know what? I've never seen Higher Learning start to finish, but Boys okay. in the Hood, of course, um, yeah. is Jason's lyric is. I'm not sure. I think Poetic Justice is his, actually. But not Jason's lyric. I don't think Jason's lyric is his. Okay. Well, Poetic Justice was over my head, but I did love uh, Jason's lyric. But I also had like an Alan Payne thing at the time. Yeah. And yeah. then oh. after that movie, I had, I, had a Bo- I had a Bokeem Woodbine thing after the movie. <laughs> he has some pretty skin. Yeah, Bokeem Woodbine is definitely um succulent. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. I would imagine E as a filmmaker yourself. Did you um, have some thoughts on John Singleton's passing? Oh, most definitely. Like, uh, and like even as a younger kid, when first watching those movies, and you know, before I knew like who was behind them or whatever. Uh, so, Boys in the Hood came out like '91. Right. So I probably didn't see it in '91 because right. in '91 I was like 10. Right. But I saw it like not too long after that. So I was still, you know, pretty young. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely one of the first examples I can remember of seeing, you know, something that more related to my story on the screen. You know what I mean? Like young people, young black kids in the city trying to get out of their neighborhood or, you know, trying to go to college and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it was definitely one of those and even higher learning and, you know, yeah. going to college and stuff like that uh, coming up, you know, because I think I, I went to college in 99. Higher learning, so, like, a very underrated movie. Yeah, most definitely. So it's definitely one of those. And Michael Rappaport in that, mm-hmm. uh, I think one of the very few things he was, like, serious in, you know, yep. he did comedy after that. But, yeah, it's like one of those films that makes you, it just opens your eyes, you know what I mean, to the world or to things you may not be as privy to as a you know, just a young kid from West Philly and things like that. So, you know, just like from, I know Friday wasn't his, but like it was just more of that West Coast culture is another mm-hmm. thing I could look at that was, you know, just not ex- exactly my experience, right. but what other of my, I guess, peer group is kind of going through. Like Baby Boy was another one of those, like in college, like Baby Boy was like a regular invitation. Regular. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just, it was just one of those. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. So, so yeah, he was just, yeah. Just love him. And he's a frat brother, so shout out to the noobs. KSI. Love him. Uh, we also had uh, another passing uh, just a couple of hours ago, from what I understand. 29th. The 29th? 30th. 30th. Excuse me, 30th. Oh, was it the 30th? Yeah. Uh, Peter Mayhew. <sighs> Chewbacca. <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> I bet everybody. That's how you say goodbye. Yeah. Uh, he passed. Um, he was Chewbacca. Now he was in the first trilogy, and and, and of course he, he wasn't in you know the, the yeah the later ones. I think the, he wasn't in the prequels. Sequel. I thought he was. I no, the sequel trilogy. He wasn't. Um, I think they got like a new one for like the last one. Yeah, but, and the prequels. That was a uh, no. He wasn't even in the prequels. I mean, he wasn't in the prequels. Yeah, right. But he was in the originals. He he was in. in and the I think in episode seven. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and. Um, yeah, that's a that's that's like another like loss, um, staple. staple in in that family in the Star Wars family, you know. Uh, so that that really is a shame, and, and I don't know how sudden that was because one understand he had some failing health over the past few years. Yeah, he's been going down. Yeah, but um, sad to see uh, Peter Mayhew uh, taken out of here. Um, 
Hey, it's Chewbacca, man. Well, yeah, they said cause of death was not supported, um, but he was 74. Yeah. And it had some mobility issues towards the end there as well. Right, right. Yeah. He, he, I remember he was at Wizard World a few years back. and Yeah, not... It wasn't a... Uh, Gravity was not being his friend. It looked uncomfortable for him, and I felt bad. I was like, will someone let Uncle Peter sit down, please? Yeah. It's a shame, but, you know, he will He will be definitely remembered. He will be remembered. Um, so, Peter Mayhew, rest in peace. John Singleton, rest in peace. Mm. Uh, we've, been, we've lost more than a few. Uh, readers of the Daily News, Bill Fleischman, a big-time sports writer. He passed this he passed wow. this week as well, the age of eighty. Um, it's crazy, crazy times, crazy times we're living in, ladies and gentlemen. Take care of yourselves. That's all I can say. Take care of yourselves. Please do it. Please do it. Brandon, anything you want to say about Peter Mayhew? I believe you're a Star Wars fan. Uh, I'm a Star Wars fan. I mean, I didn't really have like any affiliate of like affinity for uh, Chewbacca, but I do go on Reddit a lot, and Peter Mayhew was actually on Reddit all the time. And he would always comment. In fact, his most recent comment was only four only four days ago, and it was "Hello, I hope you're well." Cheers, Peter Mayhew. So, like, that was the type of person he was. He was always on there, like, whenever fans had questions or anything. Mm-hmm. So that was my like main connection to him, and he seemed like a really cool dude. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was real sad. Yeah. It was nice to see, like, you know, especially when you hear how cantankerous you know Harrison Ford can be. That Peter Mayhew, who did most of his scenes with Harrison Ford in those in those movies, was very like he just accepted who he was, accepted like you know that fans are going to like me for Chewbacca, and was open to it, you know, and, and embraced it, embraced what that meant uh, for him. So it probably gave him a great life. I mean, you know, to be that loved, and yeah, just everywhere you go, people, you know identifying with you whether you have the costume on or not that's mm-hmm. gonna be a great great way to, to. I remember um, that was one of the things that um, and this was actually more than a few years ago that it clicked in the head for Adam West from from Batman fame that he was like what am I running away for and this was like this is probably back in like the 70s that it clicked in his head for him like you know just to, for, I'm Batman and he and he just ran with it, and then from there on, he was just happy with the rest of his life. You know what I mean? Uh, the same thing happened to uh, Will, William Shatner. Think about William Shatner. All he's done, he's had like about nine different series since Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But he knows that for for now and forevermore, he is Captain. He's Kirk. Captain Kirk. Rock, run with it, rock with it, and, and he makes the money from it. So. Yeah, it's nice when people accept the fact that, you know, they did one thing that was able to span generations and not give them crap on a podcast that they were recording for. Sorry, I'm a little bitter. Okay. Don't meet your heroes. <laughs> Leanne, that was precious. You were like, oh, oh, like, <laughs> oh, that's oh. that auntie at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Someone gave the radical auntie some wine. Mm-hmm. Who effed up? <laughs> all right, all right, um, all right. So I don't want to get into too many things because I know we're going to be expecting a call soon from our our, our guests Larissa and Candice, so we can talk about quirktastic living that quirktastic life. Quirk, 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 quirk. Can't wait to talk about that. Um, but one thing, while we're waiting, we can 
let people know if you, you know, love comic books, then you probably are in heaven because this weekend is free comic book day. And that means that you can go pretty much to any local comic book store and they will have tons of free comic books just for your reading pleasure. You can go in and 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 grab a handful. Um, there'll be like select comics at different different locations. Um, it promise it promises to be a very exciting day. Most stores have like you know have like cosplayers and stuff like that mm-hmm. come through. Uh, Amalgam Comics, I would imagine, has some plans for free comic book day. Is that correct? That is correct. Do you want to hear about those plans? Why, certainly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, we are a coffee shop, too, so our day starts bright and early. So we will be open right at 8 a.m. And usually we have people at the door at 8 a.m. Wow. Um, We'll also have a... Hey, it's 801. Yeah, no. Excuse me. Like, push, excuse me, excuse Excuse me. me. Are these the free comics? Is this where y'all got comics? (laughs) Yeah, so so bright and early, 8 a.m., we're going to have um, a, a vendor, indie vendor alley where we're featuring a lot of different makers and creators of uh, both comic book, like physical, like books to read and just kind of uh, swag and paraphernalia and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have some uh, uh, D'Amelio's. Uh, Old World Treats is going to be posted up outside the building, so you can come get your water ice on. It's going to be lit. Um, And we also are going to be running a raffle to possibly win some tickets to the Franklin Institute's Marvel exhibit. So definitely come through and uh, put your chance to win. You would get, I believe it is two passes, um, the exhibit booklet, and also some merch for, from some local stores. Uh, Amalgam is going to be uh, contributing a $25 gift card to the, the winner's basket. So that's one of the things you'd get, um, I'm sure, along with some other goodies that the Franklin Institute will hook you up with. That's what's up. That sounds dope. Okay. You okay. know how we do. Cool. <laughs> y'all going to have to... Um, y'all gonna have to you don't ask me about those cookies, Lance. <laughs> Wow. He done made me mad already this week. Why? What happened? What did he do? <laughs> that just made him like that. Because I had, I had three cookies. That wasn't enough. I needed four. Well, I can't help you. <laughs> I was buying cookies for, I was going to a meeting and I was buying a cookie for everybody at the meeting. I don't know why you don't just order a dozen. Or let me know ahead of time. Well, I didn't. I'll just get these texts in the middle of the day. Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just look at them and then I put my phone away. <laughs> wow. You got to stop putting that in that in them cookies, man. You you're obviously you got him strung out. He's hooked. You can you can you can dial back some of the whatever you're putting in there so that he can you know function start function. start you know weaning you himself back out. together. Yeah, you know. <laughs> It's possible. You can totally turn your life around. Look what happened to Gritty. Pieces, Lynn. Look what it's happened to Gritty. Gritty got off that stuff. Look at him. Overnight phenomenon. True. True. You got to cook. The, you got to kick these cookies. Kick the cookies, Lynn. I can't. Kick the cookies. Let's start that hashtag. Hashtag kick the cookies. Hashtag kick the cookies. No. Hashtag cut them off. No. I love our cookies. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I love you, Tawana. Uh, <laughs> You got to put down the cookies if you want to play the saxophone. There you go. There you go. Um, hey, 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 quick question. Um, 
the ceilings at Amalgam. Like, how high is that? I don't know. Pro- uh, I think standard, it's, they're usually like 15 feet, I think. Okay. Those are higher than 15. No, I'm saying standard. Oh. Standard is 15 so, feet. So yours yeah, is pro- I think so. I think about ours are probably like 20. 20? 20 plus. 20 feet? Yeah, they're pretty high. It's pretty high, right? Yeah. Yo, hey, what you doing on Saturday? I'm available. You think we might go down there and test fire this T-shirt gun? Damn. Oh, Lord. Once we got a little bit of distance, we can we get some we distance. Send a couple. Yeah, we Don't be it. tearing up my light. You're about to turn up your fixtures. They're <laughs> going to get chandeliers, hon. <laughs> Hope they're insured. <laughs> take all them. Take all the. Take all the back issues. All the number ones off the so top row there. Flying. Now y'all welcome to come and try it out. Last yeah, my thing, was pretty good though. You can ask Isaiah. Last thing you need is one of those like pricey back orders, back issues landing in the pile for free comic. This is in the pile. It said free comic books. This action comics number one was here. <laughs> Therefore, it's free. We're looking for places where we can take our T-shirt gun. Then Malcolm sounds perfect. He's got high ceilings. You are welcome. I I do want to see the gun in action. I've heard tell of the gun. I've not seen the gun. The gun is it's it's epic. Yes, it's gold. Quite dope. It is actually gold. It's gold. Who is the keeper of the gun? Ah. <laughs> Eric has the artifact. Of course. Right. I mean, we're still playing. We should I know, still play. I, I was thinking about that for a couple days. Len, you missed it. We went on a campaign. So I heard it was fun. dope. Yeah. I, I, it was fun. I've, I've, I've been ordered that we have to schedule time this summer so we can yes. continue yes, the campaign. Yes, we do. Yes. And, and I've, already re- I've already heard from Graylin and, and uh, Vince. They both said, like, so when's the next one? So, mm. yes. We, Y'all will get it in. Yeah, I'm really excited. I want to really delve into my character. We didn't have enough time. We didn't. Yeah, we, we didn't. didn't. Can we get like a four-hour show? A four-hour show? Yeah, and then just, you know, bang it out real quick. I mean, you can always do two hours live, and then nobody follows us, because y'all can continue here playing if y'all want. All right, just, you know, not on school night. <laughs> I know, right? Or we can just do it on a weekend and then just air it on that Thursday. I'll be free weekends. It's just a lot of y'all. Well, yeah, we'll see what we can do. E. We got to make it happen. I'm with it. Yeah, it was fun. I've heard it. I heard yeah, it we got to move yes. some things Mike around Geek to make that happen. That was like, that was fun. And shout out to Horror Triple for coming up with a dope game. Yes, she was. Gay. the OEB. Yes, the OEB. The outs. The, the outstanding. No, the organization of eternal, eternal balance. balance. Yeah. Alrighty, because I wasn't gonna get it. Thank you. <laughs> organization of eternal, eternal balance. That's the name of the you, game. That's the name of our guild that sent us that's on the mission. The name mission. of the game. Yeah. Oh wow, so that's the yes. name of the game. Oh, that's cool. We're that's all what we're agents. calling the game because there wasn't a name. Okay, uh, Leanne, Brandon, are y'all, y'all into role playing? On like games, if, like, like with rolling the dice, with nice, dice. Not, yeah, you know, not like in life at the bar not with like, a partner, like LARPing. Is that what you mean? Not LARPing, but like an RPG. You get to wear a costume, though? If you, you can. If you want. I mean, it's not required. We just meant, like, in the but Dungeons not, and Dragons kind of sense. Yeah, but you do get, a, like, a character, and they, you know, they're a certain class, and they can do certain things, and... Okay, all right, all right. I, I can get down with that. I, it's I mean, I'm not a gamer, but I... I think I, you... Because it, it's, it's also about the story. It's, yeah. It's so like I feel like... Yeah, because when she was describing some of those rooms, I was like... Mm-hmm. I need to know what's in that room, you know. So, right. say, so you're like so you're, you're on an adventure in, and you're experiencing the story, in the story and right? And bringing your own character to okay, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I, 
I almost acting. gouged out my own eyes. Yeah, I know. You almost made did the wrong thing. Cause he was like, just blow out, like turn out the light. Close, just close, like, close your no, eyes. Close your eyes. I was about to. But Kennedy was like, <laughs> she's about to gouge her joints out. Go. All that yeah, for she, the heart. She, <laughs> she's committed, like you read about. For glory. <laughs> Yeah, there was like a pu- she was in the room and there was like a puzzle as far as how to get out. And so I think there was like a trail of stars on the ceiling. And so it was like a little bit reflective, but not really reflective. And so we had to figure out how to get out the room. So that's why she no, came up with the No, we triggered idea. something. We picked well, something up. Well, once you pick up the idol or whatever the and key the was. And the door closed. Came out of no, the door just closed. Door closed. So it was, was dark in there. Uh-huh. So you walk in there and pick up the thing you wanted, but then okay. there's a puzzle to get out. All right, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the puzzle wasn't to get your thing, it's like to get back you out. To get back out. But you have to, do you have to do any math to figure out how to get out? Because then I'm going to be in there for the rest well, of Well, you got to roll the die. Yeah. And then yeah. you got to okay. know your plus one, plus two. Uh, whatever your advantages are. Whatever your advantages are. And you got to like maybe like track your HP, I guess. Yeah, when we get a little bit more, if we were like playing a proper campaign that didn't have time constraints I'm sure we probably would have been able to get into all that because Gabe fleshed all that out there on the sheet for us Um, but some of it was like it was very Indiana Jones-y like you know kind of how in the right so like you know how in the last crusade how he had to cross this bridge to get to the next chamber and there was an actual bridge there but from his perspective it just blended in with the rock face Okay, and he had to take a leap of faith kind of deal like I was supposed to like lead through darkness or something. So I'm like, oh God, I got to my eyes out. And they're like, no, 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 just leave. It's good. And so it was like, it was about to get really, real, really fast. Um, but it was neat. We had fun. It was cool seeing yourself represented in the, in the sample characters. You know what I mean? Um, it's fun. You guys would like it. Uh, I mean, I've played a little, I haven't played anything with people. I've done like some text-based games and not like, yeah, I play not like real role playing, but like I've done like some text based games. I did uh, You Are Deadpool, which is like a interactive comic, and so I've done stuff like that. But I haven't done anything like actual like D and D or anything with people. So I'm interested though. I wanna I wanna try it out someday. Yeah, I mean, hey, we do have some extra characters left over too, so it is possible you can just join in and just slide on with the OEB. 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 Yeah, there we go. A weeby. Yeah, because I know uh, I'm definitely going to try and play this time around, too. So Yeah. Who would you have been? Did you have your character picked out? Like, Yeah, did they tell you you couldn't play? I told <laughs> myself I couldn't play. Uh, there was way too many of us, and like obviously we had time constraints, and I wanted you guys to have more fun with it because I, I have a campaign like, like that outside of here anyway. So I'm like, let them enjoy themselves and get acquainted with everything. And uh, I actually don't know who my character would have been. I have to look over the list again. Some of them sounded really interesting. Actually, Graylin did choose one of the characters I was interested in. I'm like, well, can't be that anymore. So I got to yeah, do something uh, different. The, the shape shapeshifter. shapeshifter. Yeah. I, that one was cool. Yeah, yeah. And that he could, like, change um, at will. Because I thought it would be a thing like, oh, you got to roll to be able to change. But he could just, like, pick. Like, or, like, right. maybe the situation would decide. Yeah. So then what did each of you like most about your characters? What did you get into? I was the the, the studied one. I had books. Studious. Yeah. So it was like, so I was like a researcher. I forget. Was that the exact title? Yeah. My name was uh, Zaire. Zaire. And yeah, so I would, I had done like all this research and study uh, of the object and of different situations. So I was almost like the scholar of the group. Um, So anytime it would, it would, you know, like you, because you're playing as a team, so you're strategizing. And because I'm, uh, smart and so what was that 
whatever the category is for what it, your intelligence. Okay. Meaning, so if I if I investigated a situation or I asked a question, I had a higher advantage. So whatever I rolled plus what my advantage was. Oh, it would add because, up a little right, bit more. Because okay. I, I should like be able to infer things that maybe other people miss just because of my knowledge. So, you know, that I I like to be like, oh, I can get more information. Um, yeah, and it was and it was fun. And I mean it really does matter because if you have a character that doesn't have um like okay, so say you need to kind of charm somebody to like, hey, can you tell me about this thing? But if you don't have um cool I think it is mm-hmm. um, which is like how you relate to other people charisma oh, points okay. like charisma if points you right. don't have if any. you don't have that and so say you roll a four and then your charisma is, or uh, cool is minus two now it, you're two and the person will be like get out of my face like so it really does matter like how your character is built and and kind of playing uh, cohesively to decide who does what based on those um you know that baseline. So it's like the Jumanji movie. The, the, the kind the, of it's like Jumanji meets Indiana Jones, but going backwards. Wait, are you talking about the new, the Jum- new Jumanji? I, I never actually. Oh, saw I didn't see it either. It wasn't good. It yes, was. It was I've good. seen it like it three funny. times. I did it's like so it. Good. I was surprised. I it was one of those things. I kept going to the movie theaters, but always seeing something other than that, and then it wasn't in the theaters anymore. But all right, when I get internet yeah, on I'm Tuesday, to like I'm gonna rent it. See it. Yeah, it, it reminds me a lot of that. What you're saying, and what, and then what was your the favorite part My of favorite your things. character? Um, I just really like how Gabe set up the character options. You know what I mean? Like, oftentimes when you're looking for characters in games, be it video games, RPG games, board games, whatever, if there's a woman character, she's usually all pink and lace and dancer fairy type, and that's cute and all. But hey. some of us. <laughs> Some of us are in here who like dancing and fairies. <laughs> and pink. They, they might own a tutu and a, a set of wings. I'm just saying. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there are some of us who don't, don't rock with that and have never rocked with that and don't feel seen in those scenes. So it's like, it was cool that every character that you had an option to choose had a female and male counterpart. Um, even oh, down yeah, to cool. like even down to like the names. So there was a, a, a character that did, I forget what Imani did, but the female version was Imani and the male version of the name was Imari. So you didn't have to worry about like wanting to be a male presenting character and just kind of like trying to shoehorn your Yourself gender into identity that. into it. You know what I mean? Like I really have just, I, that, I know that's, I know that seems little, right? And, but that influences uh, how the person, how the player plays the game. It also influences how, you know, the character can be flexible in all the many different ways. That shows the longevity of the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In games like Dungeons and Dragons, you have all these races and types and subspecies and stuff that you can kind of customize and make your own thing. But in this one, it, it narrows that down directly, right? But also doesn't narrow the potential of the character, too. So I just thought that was really cool that I could be a warrior and see my character's picture there that you know wasn't some dude that i have to imagine myself for you know what i mean like very minor but representation matters you know big time all right ladies and gentlemen um we unfortunately seem to be having some uh phone issues here in the studios of wppm i am very sorry uh about that uh so we will be unable to bring you larissa and candace of Quirktastic 
um, tonight on the on the show. However, uh, we are getting in contact with them, and we're going to set up a very special uh, interview time with the two of them, so that we can get their story and bring it out to you on a special edition of Black Tribbles. Look for that sometime in the next couple uh, coming days. But I do want to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, about the first conference for quirky people like you. It's finally here. Like me? Like you, Kennedy. Yes, yes. You've been waiting for so long. I'm a weirdo. May 31st to June 2nd. Hey, it's my birthday. Pew, pew, pew. Blessed weekend. There you go. Then you need to find your way to Durham, North Carolina for Quirk Con. The conference and celebration of the weirdo of all ages. Join them for a weekend of fandom and make lifelong friends with other geeks, gamers, and nerds. There's going to be anime plus cosplay, gaming plus esports, comics plus fandom, K-pop plus culture. It's going to be going down for three days in Durham, North Carolina. The guest list is thick with Miles J, Momo Pixel, um, uh, Alley Cat, famous cosplayer, famous cosplayer, Kira, please, is going to be there. Craig of the Creek, uh, Land Party, Team Red, Black Girls Anime is going to be going down. Quirk Con, brought to you by Quirktastic. Making friends as an adult nerd is hard. Let's fix that. Quirktastic, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the friendship app for geeks, gamers, and nerds. Find it on uh, Apple um, App Store. Find it on Google Play. Quirktastic. Uh, find a, a geeky friend. They are the presenters of QuirkCon, the first conference for quirky people like you. Durham, North Carolina, May 31st, June 2nd. Go to QuirkCon.com for information Those tick- and those tickets. All right? Okay, um, so yeah, look for look for our interview with Larissa and Candice uh, later this uh, within the next few days, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to hook up with them and make that happen right now. As we near the top of the hour, it is time. For, well, I'm so used to going to like a recorded segment. She's here in the building. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Say what? I, I think that was hostile. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, I'm on to you, Len. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, he was feisty tonight. <laughs> we had to hose him down a couple times. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's see what Ariel has in store. Uh, what is her suggested reading for the week? This is a little intro. Just. Aw, I thought where's my music? This what is your music. Of, what kind of welcome back is this fine? This is your music. You've got your own no, track. What happened to my studio? You do my little birds. Oh, that's uh, how long ago you've been here. We've been mm, like that. Go. Oh, yeah, we, we changed it. Yeah. This is your music now. Hey, I mean, wow. you weren't here for the rib, but hey, welcome back. Wow. So, take two. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Ariel's. Lots. Parking lot. <laughs> now I don't even know what to call it. Ariel's parking lot? Sure. Ariel's abandoned building. 
<laughs> Come get your suggested read. All right, so this week, um, this is actually an all-ages title um, that I am actually really, really excited about. Uh, it is published, it's been published by Action Lab, though originally it was an independently published uh, comic. The creator, Sean Dillon, actually stopped into Amalgam um, before it even came out through Action Lab to just uh, like share a couple copies with me. And we ultimately uh, worked out for him to come out to the shop for a signing. Um, so the, the book that you can get this week is actually signed by the creator, um, which I think is cool. Um, but as I said, so you can um, check out Sean Dillon at, uh, on Instagram at Grandpa Bats if you want to just kind of get some visuals of Sweetie and, and what he's trying to do with this book. But basically, it's, a, it's like a superhero book or a hero book, but she's not a superhero. She's not a, she doesn't have superpowers. She's not rich. Um, she just really wants to be good at this thing and she practices. And so the, this first issue bounces back and forth to when she was a little younger, cause she is a little girl. So I would, I would guess her age to be about maybe 10 to 12 in this book, but it bounces back to when she's a little younger and she's practicing her tumbling and her dad brings home an old mattress for her to practice on. And we see her get beat up and bumped up, but not giving up. Um, which I think is just really, really cool because, you know, we live in this instant gratification society now. Everybody wants to be good at everything, but nobody wants to do the work. Um, so I think this is a really important um, book for, um, you know, just younger readers to know that you can do anything you want, but you're going to have to work at it. And I think that's just a really dope message not to mention it's a little brown girl um they haven't like there's nothing specifically identifying her as you know this that or the third but she's definitely brown and has some textured hair um which is fun uh the color palette is is really pretty it, it always has these pink and purple tones um but it's it doesn't still doesn't feel overly you know quote unquote girly um th there's like a uh almost graffiti slash anime vibe with it so the the art is dope and yeah i just love it i love everything about this i'm i'm really excited to keep up with this one um so this can be yours good people sweetie number one uh by sean dylan uh, also uh steven pitravelli uh, uh co-contributed co-contributed to the book um if you email us at black at gmail.com uh, this copy of Sweetie Number One can be yours. Again, that is Black Tribbles at, at gmail.com and have the title Sweetie, S W E E T I E, in the subject line, and this can be yours. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, cool. uh, uh, be safe leaving the warehouse. <laughs> it's smokers out there at night. <laughs> speaking, so speaking of uh, um, suggested reading, on our last day of uh, in Octavia City, we spotlighted Kennedy's book, Speculative Philadelphia. Yes. And we put it out there for people, the first person to email us, that they would get a copy of the book, um, mail, it out, mail it out to them. And Kennedy, I have to... I, I want to give you some props. We, you know, Ariel's suggested reading is many, many people have told me is one of their favorite segments of the show. Yay! Yay. But I've been reading. 
reading. I can read. We. I'll be reading. I'll be reading. I'll tell you what to read too. But 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 Kay, I want I want to give you some props. We got a ton of emails for people looking for free copies of Speculative. Oh yeah. Uh, so so many requests that I I actually didn't send send out the uh, the. The book just yet because one, I the next day I went on vacation, right. and uh, uh, and um, two, because I wanted to ask you if you would be so kind. We got so many requests. Yeah. Do you have at least one other? Because I feel like I want to reward at least two people if if I could. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Way to go! Way to go! Way to go! All right, so so there you go. So so for all of you people that emailed, the, the books will be in the mail this weekend, uh, out there to you. All right. Wait, how many people get them? Well, no, no, no. Well, t- t- it's going to be two winners, but then I also have to send because we like, we said we were going to send one to Elizabeth Wilkerson, so send the one. To yeah, I gotta. I have to give you the books. No, I'm just, no, I don't. You said by the weekend. How we supposed to do that? Because uh, okay, we don't see each other, Kennedy. Figure it out. I mean, we'll figure it out. I thought that was loud. I'm not saying I got a word to get to the illness plantation. They get suspicious if I don't show up on the weekends. <laughs> I thought we put her in the house. <laughs> you see, this water isn't clear enough. Okay. I'm gonna go get her. You're insane. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's almost time, it's almost top of the hour. You're listening to WPPM LP Philadelphia. And that means. Lucky you are to know me since I'm so incredibly incredible. Welcome back to This Week in Geek History! Pew, 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 pew! What up, it's your girl, Araminta Lax! Now, you see what I did there? That's two <laughs> phenomenal black women all at the same time. That's my name! Coming to you live in the 215 for This Week in Geek History. Uh, April 27th, 1981. Xerox... That's right, Xerox introduces the Xerox 8010 Star Information System, the first commercial system utilizing a computer mouse, among other now commonplace technologies. The 8010 was geared towards business and was not a commercial success, therefore the mouse was remained in relative obscurity until the Apple Lisa. That's right, once again, Apple appropriating ideas are already out there. <laughs> uh, most prominently in the Apple Macintosh, bought the which is the model that brought the mouse into the mainstream. April 28, uh, 1971, Samuel Lee Gravely appointed the first black admiral of the United States Navy. Pew, pew, pew. April 28, 2003, Apple Computer launches the iTunes Music Store. Uh, the store sells music for 99 cents a song to, for use with the Apple iPod and iTunes software, therefore crumbling the music industry as we knew it. April 30th, 1993, the urging of Tim Berners-Lee, the creator of the World Wide Web Protocol, the directors of CERN, which is a European uh, uh, technological organization, 
Yeah, it's the European Union of Technology. It's just CERN because of the French acronym. Anyway, release the source code of the World Wide Web into the public domain, making it freely available to anyone without licensing fees, changing the rate of information exchange as we know it. May 1st, 1867, uh, the... Historically black college, Howard University, was chartered. Uh, also May 1st, 1950, Gwendolyn Brooks was the first black person awarded a Pulitzer Prize in poetry. Try saying that three times fast. Uh, May 2nd, 1920, the first game of the National Negro Baseball League was played in Indianapolis. Some referring to it, this myself included, referring to it as the first civil rights movement uh, in this country. It's my Jeff Goldblum impersonation. 1929 on May 2nd, <laughs> Elijah McCoy, the inventor, uh, who was born in 1844 and held over 50 patents over the course of his life, passes away. Uh, the, Elijah McCoy uh, being the namesake of the phrase, the real McCoy. Uh, speaking of May 2nd, uh, this just in, coming in from the field. Oh, my goodness, Len, we've got a feed coming in from 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 Tribbles on the streets. Oh, really? It's the one and only Jedi Master Tribble himself with some special news about May 2nd. Master Tribble. Hey, up. how you doing? Live from the streets. It's the man, the myth, the legend. Your Shea Butter Baby, Coco Complected, <laughs> Emac. Now, I just want to let you know, in 2012, May 2nd, your Black Tribbles graced for the first time, the cover of the Philadelphia Weekly. Yes, we were titled Super Crew, and they had us up there with our in-depth interview uh, by one, did Steven interview us? Steven, Steven Seagal. Seagal, yes. The uh, Time the Trouble. One, yes, Time Trouble. One point in time interviewed us for the Philadelphia Weekly. May 2nd, 2012. And that is also happening this week. That's right. Beep, 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 beep. Thank you, Master Triple. back to you, the bat. Well, I thank you. Thank you. Uh, I believe, if I'm, if I'm correct, I believe uh, one of the guests on the show tonight actually has one other piece of This Week in Geek History that they wanted to share. Uh, I mean, yeah, I just wanted to mention, I think this week was um, the release of Iron Man. So the beginning of the MCU was, I think, today, May 1st. Iron Man, I think, came out 2008, so it's 11 years old. That's right. That's right. So. And and there was another there was another big release that happened this week in geek history. I believe back in 1977, is that correct? That I heard someone say? Correct. Star Wars screened for the first time this week in San Diego, 1977. Wow. Episode 4, A New Hope. It was only called Star Wars. Okay, well then, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know the name. <laughs> I know what was on the screen. It said Star Wars. Oh, I don't. I wasn't alive back then. Ooh. That wasn't even a dig. That's just chronologically accurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody asked if I was like 20 years younger than Lynn. I'm just saying. I wasn't alive <laughs> in 77. <laughs> Who's back? Fox News. Huh? <laughs> back. Who's again? Bad is back. Hey, it's Len. <laughs> Guess who's back? 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 <laughs> 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 
having fun, ladies. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of ladies, uh, April thirtieth was the cutoff for our uh, the submissions for Respect the Woman's Podcast Festival, and let me tell you. We have a ton of podcasts that we have that we have to sit through, sift through, to see who is going to make the lineup of this great event coming up in August at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. Um, I think over the over the last like three days of submissions, we received something like about uh, wow, I think like it, like about. 30 submissions came in like just over the last three days i was like yo this isn't that is insane i'm like okay all right that's what's up that's what's up respect the woman's podcast festival come your way august 24th and 25th presented by the black tribbles adam malcolm comics and coffee house two full days ladies and gentlemen of live podcast led by women featuring women Ariel and Kennedy are going to be putting it on the girl show. It's going to be insane. Sex with Tim Marie is going to be there. The blurred girl is going to be going to be there with the radical geeks in tow. Uh, the ghouls next door will be in the building. Ladies love hip hop will be in the building, and there's so much more. We have podcasts coming from all across the country to be part of this festival. It's going to be insane. More information is going to be coming your way. We're going to be re- releasing a lineup probably within the next couple of weeks. Um, stay tuned for that. Right now, it is top of the hour, and it's time for us to sift into... Spoil your appetite, Dean. We're about to have some lobster bisque and Indian pudding that doesn't stop. Why do you always have to spoil everything? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Spoiled Tribbles. Yes. The Black Tribbles movie review show where we go in and we spoil the heck out of movies. Now, it's been a week, so... You should have seen this already. Yeah. At least twice. Yes. I mean, like, the movie has made... Look, we're reviewing Avengers Endgame, ladies and gentlemen, tonight. In its opening weekend worldwide, it made, I believe, $1 billion. 1.2. Well, actually, actually, um, Brandon, who who uh, hit me up, Brandon loves doing, like when he's on Gutter Talk, he loves having his laptop out there and like correcting me. He like fact check real quick. Yeah, he fact checks like a mug. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Crossed 1.2 billion dollars overseas, oh, oh. and is and has now grossed 1.6 billion dollars worldwide. It's set to cross two billion worldwide this weekend, mm-hmm. mm. and is poised to pass the highest grossing movie of all time in the next couple of weeks. Leanne, do you know what is the highest grossing movie of all time? Um. Wait, I did know. Wait, James Cameron. Yeah, Avatar. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Avatar. Avatar, mm-hmm. which which stands at two point seven eight billion. Woo! Wow! Wow! They they can do it though. Oh. I I think Avengers could do it. 
Uh, uh, going to apparently. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, they will. They are making all of the dough. If you haven't seen it, then obviously you're in a hospital bed. So that's the only reason why anybody else hasn't seen it. When I was in Florida, when I was at Disney World, as we were passing the um, leaving the yeah, because it was the Magic Kingdom. We were in the Magic Kingdom on that Thursday. As we were leaving the Magic Kingdom, going through the, the security checkout, you know, dutifully, they all said, you know, like, have a good day. Have a fantastic day, waving, waving us on. And then I heard three of them like, yo, you going to the Loop? That's the movie theater down in, in Kissimmee, Florida. You going to the Loop? 8 o'clock. Yeah, I got, I got 10 o'clock. It's like, I got 1130. They were all just checking on their times. Every Everybody. And this was all of security, all ages, everybody was going to see a vet. at the Loop Theater because that's where we went. It's in this mall, right? It's, it's right at the end of the mall. We had the 8 o'clock theater tickets. We pulled up there at 7 o'clock because we know we're going to, you know, got to get, get settled in, right? We pulled up there at 7 o'clock. We got into the movie theater at 7.33. Why? Because in this mall, there was no parking. Parking was filled in this entire. We had to park at the McDonald's across the street. Wow! And then run across, and and then kissing me across the street is a highway. A highway. You're right. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. So it's a route. You know, like four lanes. <laughs> exactly. So we had to park there just so we could get, be inside on time. It was insane. And when did you order your tickets? Because people week, had to order them like oh, way, way, way. Oh, later. I ordered my tickets two weeks ago. When I realized I wasn't going to be able to make our screening and, and the free screening that I had had passes for, I was like, oh, I'm buying these tickets right now. And that's the only reason why I got them. Because I was in the movie theater like hemmed up. <laughs> like for real. It, it was tight. It was tight. But um, it was a good time. It was a it was a good time, you know. Uh, like so, so let's go around. It's Avengers Endgame. It's the end. Uh, it, it, it's the end of like this twenty one movie saga. Twenty two. Twenty two. Right, because this was the twenty second movie. Yes. Right. Right. So uh, uh, that is that started with Iron Man back in two thousand eight. Uh, let's go around real quick. Get our our, our impressions. Of this movie. Well, first of all, first of all, let's all collectively let's say goodbye to Kennedy. Kennedy, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Later, Tribble. Oh, Sorry, guys, not for me. Uh-uh. <laughs> Ken- I think I've seen one of these twenty-two, and that's the one I forced you to go. Mm-hmm. At, at least Avengers. I'm still watching yeah. the nerds. At, at least go see head. Shazam then, if you haven't yet. See Shazam. I would love the time to go see these movies. Are you taking me to see these movies? Asking, maybe you receive. Mm. Oh. He said, ask and maybe you'll receive. Hmm. <laughs> 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 All right, so so let's go around let's go around the room. Let's start with let's start with Leanne. Leanne Lindsay. Okay. Over I there mean, FaceTiming. I yes I am. I I can't wait to see it again, really, because you know, the first time you just want to see what happens. And then now I need to go back in, look at the colors, see what actually happened in each battle scene and, you know, really take it, take it in. So I'm hoping to do that this weekend. But um, I 
was extremely happy with this movie. I just um, I just think that, that both Infinity Wars and this, just so clever the way they're able to bring so many characters together mm-hmm. and you never feel like anybody's cheated and you never feel like it's messy or sloppy or not, you know, like the... The thinking involved is is fantastic. Um, and the time travel stuff was hilarious when they would talk about the other movies that we all know about <laughs> time travel and what happens. And then it's like, well, what? That should happen. <laughs> That's how it goes. But um, I like that they went in the direction of the different timelines mm-hmm. because that's that's kind of big now. If you watch like the AO or Travelers on Netflix, right. like that, everybody's yeah. talking about the timelines. You know, getting more into that than just going back in time. Right. And um and and Thor is now is really my best friend. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is everything. Yeah. Him as the big Lebowski was the funniest <laughs> thing in the world with his hair all knotted and nasty. Yeah, he almost looked like dreads. <laughs> yeah. And when he said to his mother, I'm totally from the future. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave it up totally. <laughs> he is just so great. And then like... um. Uh, what's it? Uh, Don Cheadle's character. Uh, well, yeah, when he's look, when uh, <laughs> Thor's up there trying to explain how what oh, right. happened, <laughs> <laughs> and how they get that stone, and we had to get it out of you know Natalie Portman, and and then he just looks like this brother's lost his mind. <laughs> 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 what are we gonna do with him? Oh my God, he was so good. Um, but everything. I mean, there's just so much. I mean, we could go around, but there was just like every scene, 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 scene. And then, of course, I did have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I tried to make certain that I was clear, <laughs> stop drinking. But somewhere around two and a half, I was like, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> make so it. Close. I know. So I, you know, I did miss like a little, but I, I've never moved so fast uh, in 20 years. I haven't moved that fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I flushed. I'm not sure I washed my hands. In and out, <laughs> gotta go. Yes, just, just got to get back. So no, I love it, love it, love it. Can't wait to the see. Situation is real. It is what it is. All right, all right. Um, what about you, Brandon? Uh, yeah, I loved it. I saw it twice. I cried a little bit the first time. And I cried a lot the second time. Really? Yeah. I I wasn't. I was surprised too because I didn't. I don't usually cry at movies, but yeah, I cried a little bit. Facts. I really liked it. Um, I mean, I had a few problems, but overall, I loved it. Yeah. Ah, that's interesting. You cried more the second time. That's that's. I think cr- it was because I knew what was coming. Like, um, the "I Love You" three thousand thing obviously got me. It got me the first time, mm. and then the second time, I cried like the first time it gets said, and so from then on, I was like barely holding it in. I think, so yeah. Okay, I, I feel you. I rock. What, what do you? Yo, just just like Brandon said, I I cried the first time I saw. It, I cried twice uh, in the movie, and that's literally the only movie that one has made me cry twice while watching it in the same viewing. But it's the second movie that I've cried in, like just publicly in front of everyone. And really, what was the first? Hardball. We've been over this. Uh, it was hardball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hardball. Yeah, no, man. Come love for baby G. Hey, dog. Let's not. <laughs> hey, dog. Look, look. But then the second time, the parts that I cried at watching it the first time, I was like, I'm cool. I'm ready for it. 
but I had like a stronger realization. So exactly, yeah. I I cried the first viewing, not because newsflash, Tony dies. So not when Tony dies, not when he pretty much had finished his entire run as Iron Man, not when he was the the lead man and then the final one to end like the big bad for you know all of Earth. But when Pepper Potts comes to him mm. and is just holding him and saying, we're going to be okay. You don't have to be a hero anymore. You can rest now. Man, <laughs> I started falling. I was like, dog, because Tony had it. And he had it. And Pepper knew that she couldn't stop him. If Tony wanted to save somebody, he's going to save somebody. He has work to be done. And she knows she couldn't hold him back. But she loved him still because of that. Tony was always a man on a mission. And he... He finished it. He finished it. And then and then Cap finally taking a page from Tony's book is like, I think I'm a I'ma live a little of that life that Tony yeah. said I should get. Yeah. And he finally got his dance. But I didn't I thought I cried as hard as I could during those two scenes. Nope. Because going into the second viewing, I have remembered there's one throwaway line that it's about cheeseburgers. Oh yeah. Mm. Your dad loved cheeseburgers. Yes. And then it brought back the story of actual Robert Downey Jr. and how a cheeseburger changed his life. And then lo and behold, he becomes Iron Man maybe like a month or so later. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not okay. <laughs> <And I> just <laughs> bald, star balling like <sighs> Oh my God. Thank wait you, minute, Tony, for everything. It sounds like you're talking about like a real story. I don't know this cheeseburger. Oh, yeah, yeah. A real story? Yeah, all right. So uh real story. So before Tony well, well you know the movie reference first. Well, I know the movie reference okay. is from the first yeah. Iron Man, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so the real story uh, behind that, you know, your father loves cheeseburgers, that Robert Downey Jr., before he being, you know, kind of, I guess, restarted his career as an yeah. actor, uh, he was like a major alcoholic and has like, a couple of drug problems. Yes, he did. Oh, Lambert remembers when he was an F up. Okay, all right. So he was a big, <laughs> big F up. He read about it. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> right. Yeah, I read about it. I, I was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were there. All right, so <laughs> so back, back, he was just doing a bunch of, bunch of dumb stuff and ruining his life. He went uh, to Burger King, I believe it was, and he already had like some drugs and like alcohol and stuff in the car. He was ready to go on like this big bender. He got a cheeseburger and he like pulled off, parked, he bit into it, and for whatever reason, it was just like the worst tasting cheeseburger he ever had. Mm. And he said like he had kind of like a, a aha, like epiphany moment, and he's like, "Oh, my life is." going like in a horrible downward spiral i need to like get myself together and he said he threw the cheeseburger out threw all the drugs all the alcohol out and then i think he checked himself in the rehab the next day and then he started like just getting better like and getting you know more acclimated to just becoming like a a better better person person. and literally i think it was maybe a few months month or two two three months whatever he gets the role of iron man wow and then we get the mcu Wow. It was all because of a cheeseburger. And they remembered to put the line in there that made every oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Ariel. But yeah, like I definitely remember that. Cause I remember like right, Robert Downey Jr. is gonna be Iron Man? Like oh, how yes. is he gonna carry a franchise? Like I because I was still thinking about him as like yeah. the wreck. You know yeah. what I mean? So I didn't know that he had like just made that change and stuff like that. So it makes sense that the universe can take off now. But well, he had been on Ally McBeal, but then he went back 
Again, on like a, he yeah. had yep. a second chance yep. and then lost. Because everybody again. thought, because on Alan McBeal, he was kind of like building himself up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like famously, like one episode, <laughs> he like <laughs> went out, you and know? Then, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's even more crazy because at the time that he was cast before that, when they were first talking about Iron Man and everything like that, the person that was actually talked about uh, possibly being Iron Man was Tom Cruise. He was interested in in doing it, but you know they can you know they can afford that quote, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, dog, can you imagine what he's getting now for the movie Twenty Two? Exactly. Like Disney would have been like, "Yo, we, we gotta, we got, we need to lean." That's why they. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need a lean. That, that's why they the ball real quick. Like, we gotta put a lean on Pixar because Tom is right. Tom. Right, right, and then when they they cast Robert Downey Jr., that that was the that was the news. Like, like really? I, yeah, I that's how me. I took it. I'm yeah. like, what? You know? But at yeah. that at that time, Marvel, while they were Marvel, they weren't Marvel. No. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So they they went with what they could get, and it's not like he wasn't a good actor. So they took a chance on him, and they rolled, and boom, there you go. And it was Sevens. a good chance. Amen. Perfect fit. Ariel. Yeah, I liked it. It's weird. I I do have like a weird relationship with the movies as a comic book reader. So I always like am excited to see the movies and enjoy most of them. Like I do have, you know, movies it's like I didn't really care for that one. But then I always walk away like feeling a little bit frustrated and I can't really put my hand on what it is because mm-hmm. it's like cinematically, you know, good, you know, good screenplay, you know, well written, well directed. The effects are wonderful. So it is like objectively a good movie, but there's still something that just like, you know, I it, it makes me want to huff and puff a little bit. Right, right, right. Um, but so for so, but I did. I think like it hit all the major points. Um, again, this franchise started with Tony, so you know, it, kind of the end of Tony being a bookend. I think makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cap getting his ending. Um, <clears throat> I do think that like. Cat passing the shield to Sam didn't get as much love as it should have. Um, you know, I mean, and, and Sam has, has been Captain America in the books. I mean, I think a lot of people wanted it to be Bucky, but it just, especially in the, the climate that we are now politically, uh, I mean, really, anytime really, but, but especially now because of who's in the White House, the idea of a black man being Captain, Captain America, America is like revolutionary. You're right. And I feel like there was no excitement around that in the theaters because everybody was like, it should have gone to Bucky. It's like Bucky in rehab. Which theater like, you go to? Like, you were excited. Huh? Which theater did you go to? Oh, yeah, I, we went to the same no, we to the, Nobody was really making noise over that. Dang. I mean, I, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying nobody was like, ooh, but it, was, it wasn't like... It wasn't like, like a huge moment. Right, like, right, it right, didn't right. erupt. It wasn't like when Cat picked up the hammer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. true. But I mean, but I, but I think that's significant, the idea that, you know, in these franchises, as, as they carry on... Um, Again, the idea of, of this black man carrying the shield and being Captain America in a country that still don't really love you. I think right, is, right. I think I, I think is is interesting. Um, yeah, I, if for for me, like I have a little bit of a disconnect to uh, Mackie. What's his first name? Anthony. Anthony, Anthony Mackie. Just because I've heard him say things on like talk shows that I didn't quite care for. Um, so. <clears throat> I, I don't get as excited about I don't get as excited about Sam, but it's more because of who's playing him. 
I think it's a little bit of both. I think also they haven't given much character to his character. That's true, other than he's Sam's. Right. I'm not going to lie, because when the circle start opening up and he's like, Cap, on your left, I was like, they're back. <laughs> Everybody, I, yeah. I mean, like, but, but other than him being Cap's you know, right-hand man, we haven't seen much. Yeah, they haven't yeah. given him much to do. To they do. really haven't. And they didn't really give, I mean, War Machine either. I mean, you know, as far as like the the... POC on the team. The black sidekicks? Yeah. Because that's who they are. Yeah. <laughs> they are. That's who they are. But they can, but they can have development. I mean, yeah, I mean, oh, I mean we, we had time to have, you know, development for Nebula. And I will say, so that storyline, the sisters, mm-hmm. that was one of the ones. That's actually, I teared up in the first time I saw it. I cried the second time. That's really what, what had me. I don't know what it is. And maybe it's because maybe something about that reminds me of me and my sister. Um, me being the Nebula and her being, you know, the Gamora, Gamora. Um, you know, just kind of w- in our relationship with our mom and and how that played out. And so, but but at the end of the day, they just want to love each other. Yeah, and right. I just really related to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so at the end, you know, when. Nebula, I mean, when Gamora reaches her hand down and said, we can stop him, come on. And we see Gamora, like, grasp her sister, you know, when, you know, an hour before we saw the younger version of her smack her hand away. I don't know, it was just a really beautiful and powerful thing. I think there's actually, speaking about Nebula, I think there's a lot about her story to that really resonates with people. The whole sister thing, too, like you said. But there's also just the part of Nebula really is only the way she is because she wants to please her dad that's really all she all she wants is her dad's love okay i've got to be this basically like this killing machine because that's what's going to please my father okay dad and still can't get a break you know what i mean and then when she finally cuz because uh when she finally breaks free of that and is finding herself kind of like you know um uh, 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 not only ha- having developed a family of a sort with the Guardians of the Galaxy, but also kind of like found, you know, more or less like her emotion chip, which I think really showed like the, one of my favorite scenes is one of the opening scenes where her and, and, and Tony are playing with the paper, paper football. Oh, yeah. And she's yeah. like and she's just like. She wins for the first time in her life and she doesn't know how to like express the joy mm-hmm. of it. I thought that was so like like oh my god. And like I, she kind of didn't understand the word fun. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you know? I I I just loved her in that moment and then she still and and yet she still was had uh, uh, a nurturing aspect of her that would take care of Tony, pull the blanket up on him and stuff. Put and when him, she and pushed she, the food away so he could eat it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so like her story, her story, because I rode with her so hard from whenever she even made the switch in the Guardians movies that when she gets turned by uh Thanos in this one I felt her anguish it's like oh my don't do that to her man cuz she probably more so than a whole lot of people in this in, in any of these movies because there's so many characters has had the far the, uh, true arc there yeah. and so I I I really loved her and you know loved her character in this movie and the movie was just just great I I will you know talking about tears when the movie comes on and you see Hawkeye with his family, no. 
And if you've watched the movies before, you immediately realize, like, oh, man, I I know what's coming. Right. And if you didn't know what's coming, if you were sitting next to me in in Florida, (laughs) you knew it was coming because— Did you grab everybody, Lynn? I didn't have to grab everybody because Tawana was bawling. The second he, like— like showed his daughter the the shoot the arrow and you saw her run off screen. Tawana like gripped my knee and was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> not the baby, <laughs> dude, dude. That's exactly what she said. Because when it cuts to and you see the ash, she's yeah. like, oh, not the baby. <laughs> oh, That's exactly what she said, man. I was like, uh, I was like, and it was best because Hawkeye didn't even know, and you, we saw it like going up in the air, and he yeah. was just like still looking around, like, hey, where you go? Yeah, and by like, then, oh, and dog, by you, then, you can't even see the ash float away. And by you, then, his, his everybody else is gone, gone totally right. dispersed. So he's like, yo, what? I was like, Whew. yeah. Imagine <sighs> having to make that phone call and be like, yo, what's going on? Like, my whole family is gone. Like, what's up? What did I miss? Exactly. What did I miss while I was here? Yeah, on yeah. house arrest. There was so, so there was so much to, to to love about this movie. Um, the first thing is that it's a three hour movie. I didn't feel the three hours. Not at all. Oh, nobody did. Not at all. Doesn't feel like except it. for their bladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, except except for your bladder. E, I didn't ask you. I'm sorry. We didn't because you kind of timed it before. Your 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 impressions of the film. Oh, it was amazing. Like it was freaking. Dumb. They gave you so many awesome moments that were just uh, such a uh, so many callbacks to everything else that you've been watching this whole time. Uh, and on top of like the time heist, going back to these places you remember before. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was great. They threw so many like great little jokes in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just loved it. Yo, when Cat picked up that hammer, though, I mean, yeah. Uh, or, like I just, mm. like, I just knew that's what was gonna happen as soon as you saw it come like, up, but not who picked it up. I'm like, he got it. Oh my god, he put it's that crazy. working. Yes, mm. he did. I had the feeling that was gonna happen when Thor dropped, and when he lost it in my mind, I was like, is Captain gonna pick up the hammer? Like even before they closed up on it, and sure, and sure enough, like you said, when I saw that, I was like, well, I know who had. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was like that was exciting. Oh yeah, the the oh, yeah. The, the, the theater erupted when, yeah. when because not only does he grab the hammer, but like you said, he did work. He's spinning the bad boy. Yeah. And and he. Brings down the lightning now. And n- well, as a comic book purist, I didn't like him bringing the lightning. Well, see, see, here's here's how I explained it. Now again, and this is you know off, uh, you know, mm-hmm. type for me, I guess. But generally, when Thor uses the lamp, uh, the hammer. It's the hammer electrifies as does he. If you watch when Cat brings it down, the hammer is electric. Nothing conducts through his body and he pulls it down and the lightning strike ooh and the lightning strikes but it's completely avoiding like his body. Right. Now if you want to talk who can hold the hammer and actually have electricity course through one's body, that well. would be one Aurora Monroe. But she wasn't <laughs> in the movie so yeah. But we can talk about the time she had Molnar. So Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yes. Okay. Yes. We know. Anyway, Storm can hold it. But yes. But so I thought, you know, if they would have had it coursing through him, that would have been like, now hold up. But they didn't. They were very careful that the hammer conducted the electricity and he pulled it down, but it never goes through him. It was smart that way. Also, I saw some people talking like, 
technically the hammer says whosoever can hold the hammer wields the power. Yeah, has the power. So technically, if he can ha- if he can pick it up, he should be able to use anything that Thor. Can- he should be able to do what Thor can do. At least by like the basic standards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but in one of those Thor movies, Odin let him know that the power is not the hammer; the power is in you. So and so he uses the hammer as a conduit. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, so, but mind you, right, right. Very small issue. Very small yeah, issue. Yeah. And and I wasn't even thinking about it at the time because at the time I was like, oh, go ahead, yes. Yes. <laughs> put the word in. Go yes. yes. So I wasn't even thinking about it at at the time. So it, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Especially because it goes back to the age of Ultron, where they're all trying to. Yes. Pick it yes. Out. Yeah. And, then, and, that, and that was such it a good wiggles. scene in that movie. And there's right. something. And then, yeah. I heard apparently Joss Whedon said. Because someone asked him um, why couldn't Cap pick it up in that scene, and he said maybe he could. Maybe he just chose not to pick it up because he just didn't want to show off. But like when that wiggle happened, that might have been him picking it up, and then he just chose not to like fully lift it. So he might have already, he might have always been worthy, and this was just him showing off kind of thing. It or it, or it ain't time to show off. We gotta pull all the guns out. Right, it's right. Like, yes. I can't. I can't worry about my ego here. I can pick it up and hit right. you upside the head with it. Let's stay. Let's stay on Cap because I think it might be easier to yeah. kind of like touch on characters as far as like. Oh, but wait! Sword. Can we just also say it, I did love that Thor wasn't jealous that he could pick it up. He was like, yeah. oh, right? He was excited. Right. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. That was really cute. I really like that. Really happy yeah, he was like, I knew he was worthy. <laughs> right, right. But that also changed too because he, that wasn't his face in Ultron. That That's smile true. left his face when he saw it wiggle. That's that's right. true. So he's had a journey since then as well. Yeah. Well, Thor has had a exactly. <laughs> Thor has had quite the transformation. Yes, he has. He's yeah. a joy now. He's melted he, ice cream. He, he, oh. Yo, he is the Lebowski. <laughs> that joint was so was hilarious. So it was. It was. It, and you know why I thought it worked because as opposed to Ragnarok, which I did not like, because because Ragnarok to me was just comedy for comedy's sake, and he was he, to me. Thor and even the Hulk in Ragnarok weren't true to the characters that they've been in all of these movies. They were just over the top. Right. This Thor definitely played for for comedy because, you know, he deals with some very severe PS, you know, PTSD. PTSD. And rightfully so. Because mm-hmm. like he like he said, first of all, who knew that within 15 minutes. Thanos was going to be dead. Yeah, that was crazy. I True. Know, I, that I, I was dead. surprised. I, I was know. like, because I was like, did he knock his head clean off? Clean, <laughs> <laughs> not even a drop. <laughs> yes, and 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 to see how that then affects him, because then another one of the unexpected moments of the of the of the movie when the screen says five years later, you're like. What? Whoa! <laughs> like whoa! Yeah, like they had to sink right. in. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, we all of a sudden we we it's an episode of the leftovers because yeah. and 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 it made sense everybody because you just feeling it you just feel like this weight on everybody like I love that whole um support support group scene with yeah. Captain America and everything but then cuts the Thor and he's he's gone that's when he's all Lebowski'd out mm-hmm. and everything like that but all of that comedy played it 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 was based on his character it yeah. made sense you and know the, what I mean there's the tragedy underneath right the comedy that worked really well it worked well I I I, I lo- because he as he reminded me it was like yo. That's right. He lost his entire. We've watched him lose his entire yeah. family: his right. mom, his dad, his brother, for intents and purposes. Yeah, but that was like at the beginning of Infinity War, and then at the end, he had the chance to save the day, 
and he botched it because he didn't go for the head. So I can see him feeling personally responsible. He had the last shot. He had the best shot. He was standing right there. He was in Thanos' face. Monologue was right here. And he couldn't do anything about it. Like, if you don't feel disrespected with the snap being two inches from your face, I think you understand, like, how my man felt. Yes, yes. So, yeah, he definitely took it the hardest. He did, he did. And and then, but then he climbs up. Yeah, oh, I was just going to say the Fortnite and the beer. It's just. <laughs> oh, my God. Product placement. Yes, yes. There were some people that, that didn't like that. Some people, I, I, me and you, E, we were with Cinescape this week, and there was yeah. a guy there, Mike, who was very upset yeah, he didn't about the depiction of Thor. Thor. He did not. I, really? I also am one of those people. I really oh, didn't, didn't like, like Thor that? in this one. I never, I never really liked. I, don't, I didn't like this Thor in particular because, like, I think about like in the comics and like he's had stuff happen to him in the comics. Yes. But I feel like when it happens, he does. This isn't how Thor like reacts. Okay. Like going back to kind of what Ariel said about like coming from like a comic perspective. I kind of look at the characters like I when I'm watching the movies, I watch how close they are to their comic counterparts. And for me, this didn't feel like how Thor, how the comic Thor would react. So it was a bit of a like a. Uh, it, I, I, I never really related to it. Do you feel like it was a stretch for him, or I didn't feel I kind of. It was just like wrong for the character. It was. It's more like I haven't really liked Thor since Ragnarok. I feel like this works for Thor from Ragnarok forward, but just for me, that's not the Thor character. But at the same time, I get that like he's cool and a lot of people like. It. So I'm I'm not like against it, but it just it's never like been for me. Did thing. you like his first two movies better then? I, really I mean, I don't think anyone like liked Thor: The Dark right, World. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him in Thor One, and I liked him in Avengers. I feel like there was a bit of like the um, the comedy there, along with the like godliness. And I felt like in Ragnarok, there was a little too much of the like of the humor. Yeah, like the humor. and like the like dumb jock type. I felt like yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. He was definitely a big dirt in uh, Ragnarok. So yeah, I, th- I, I well, I think they played it better, and then. Man, I, I don't know about y'all. <laughs> I didn't cry in this movie, but I probably came closest. Yes, he did. <laughs> we have to ask Tiana. <laughs> <laughs> I came closest when uh, he sees his mom, when he goes back and he mm. sees his mom. Oh, um, because, you know, as someone who has lost their parents and one very recently, my mother... You know, to have the opportunity to see them again, you know, like just walking there, it's you you just do you do not know. And I felt everything that he said. You just want to open up the the floodgates just opened up for him. I, yeah. I really felt for that in that movie in that moment. Leanne, you said you, you Thor is your favorite now. Oh my god, he is now. I mean, because of all those layers and. Uh, it, yeah, and and the way he interacts with Rocket, that's yes, <laughs> that's a beautiful friendship there. Yes, that's, yeah. Th- that's one thing I will say. I'm super excited for Asgardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yes. yes, Oh yeah, oh yeah. Thor and Peter Quill alone on the oh, ship. That, that yes, you're the captain. Not Everybody not knows not who's in charge course, here. Of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> Everyone knows who's in charge. Yes, yes. All right, so we've gone through Thor. Back to back to Cap, real quick. Yeah. Now wait. When Cap was fighting Cap, 
What? <laughs> America's what? ass against I, America's ass. Yeah, I did yes, like that. That was great. That was funny. So that that was is... great. But what I also liked was how, like, the one now sees the other one as sort of like, like, a jerk, like, like, or like you naive. know, like, he's like yeah, yeah, like, he's like, when he was like, oh, I can do this all day, and he was like, like, yeah, 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 I, I know, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he's like, you goody, goody, like, you know, like, I've been so far from this now, so you really like to see that, that, you know, it's like two people yeah. because of what all has gone, what he's gone through, I lo- love that, when they add those little things, I think I love the fact that, um, most people were not in costume through a lot of a the lot movie. Of, uh, it, it was right. really them as their, you know, their, their person, their real person. So yeah. that that I think is what a lot of um, the emotion came from in the movie is because, you know, you were seeing them. Like, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. must have really lost weight for the first scene. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that looked, I mean, it looked. It was probably it, a little It looked bit. CG. Yeah, little I, that's CG. what I thought it was. I thought it was CG. It was so yeah, I yeah I actually thought he. I mean, and maybe some of it was CG, but I think he definitely went down to shoot that because that was a lot. Yeah, because I, I was because really I, I was gone. like, what the heck is going on? Then I had, like, was like, oh yeah, they like, were oh, yeah, they were been up starving. There. He's been up there for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. but his emotions coming back and so you real. Know, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That was one the, of my favorite scenes, like the scene where like Tony's talking. About like how he's so angry at Cap and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah. Yeah, and the, you know, rehashing some of their old stuff and just him, you know, being completely disgusted. Um, I just think that 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 was where they really shine in this movie. It's just yeah. everybody's character was like really filled in, even yeah. more than other other times. And they took the time to have that moment and really make you feel it you know what i mean mm-hmm. in a in a movie where you know they easily could have gone from like action beat to action beat to action beat right. and everybody probably would have still been satisfied but they said no we need to throttle back a little bit and like one tie up some loose ends and also really examine what happened and how this is affecting these people each and every one of them you know um the fact that they took the time to do that really speaks to the the storytelling uh, that the Russos in, imbued onto the, this series uh, right here at the end. Yeah, and also, just like you were speaking about the support group in the beginning, so uh, one of the Russo brothers was that guy, too. Yep. And um, he is also represents the first openly gay uh, character in a Marvel film. Yep. When he was saying, like, my partner, or mm-hmm. not my partner, my partner's been going, but I went on my first date. First date, yeah. And then, like, the creator of Thanos was yeah. also in the circle. Jim Starlin. Yeah, Jim Starlin. Too. Yeah, so I was like, I, I didn't realize that. YouTube, right? So, yeah, you were looking stuff after the fact, like, what's the Easter eggs I missed? No. So, uh... And and two oh. and and one of the Russo's uh, daughters, two was daughters, Hawkeye's daughter. One was Hawkeye's daughter, and one was the one that asked Hulk for yeah. an autograph. Oh. Okay, nice. And also, I don't know if this is confirmed, but there, uh, on Reddit there was like a little thing where like they had like some users got quote unquote snapped, and apparently the other brother on Reddit got snapped. So people are thinking maybe that's why he wasn't in the movie. Is that maybe they're connecting that as like he wasn't in it because he got snapped. Oh, the other Russo brother. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, Lord. <laughs> Meta. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Um, uh, um, I think, like, one of my biggest moments was when uh, everybody, and I mean everybody, got portaled in. Yeah. Yeah, like, you just saw, like, just Bro. droves, like, 
everybody coming. But hold up, though. But hold up, though. The one to lead the charge, though, right after Sam says, on your left, first person to come through that portal. Black uh, Panther. Black Panther, our Lord and Savior, February 18th, <laughs> T'Challa himself done came through looking magnificent, marvelous, and just had all the Wakandan glow and energy right. about him. All the melanin. Wakanda forever. But can we so to jump to the end real quick, Wakanda even came to the wedding different. I was like, Uh, why are they in here like that? It's like a glow about them. And my son, I was like, man, we are fly. Like, can I just say that said, you know. They just look so oh, regal. Bruce just Carter this, had to come back to dress them for the, Oh, you know, my God. God yeah, that she, was one of my favorite just shots. I was just mm-hmm. like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, that's that, that melody magic. all the pockets of people. It's like, good, good, good. Great! Yes. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, I had to, like... I had to, like... I took, had to take a, like, step back in my seat. Like, wait. <laughs> oh. Right, yeah. right, right. Mm. It was cool that, like, when you see all those portals, you see everybody coming out, and um, Valkyrie comes out. Oh, her Pegasus. Or her Pegasus. Yeah, I know she still pe- had that. I want a Pegasus. <laughs> right, where you get those? <laughs> yeah, oh, new Asgard. You know what? That just made me think of Kim Peel, though. Like, yeah, I had seen the Pegasus. <laughs> <laughs> that Pegasus is crazy. There are Pegasus flying around. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I I did get excited when uh, we see Pepper. So did I. And she's in her suit. Yeah. yeah. How about that whole sequence when uh, they have to cover what Captain Marvel when yep. she has the football? Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. like, don't worry, she got back up. Yeah. And it was just like her, oh, Shuri, Okoye. Oh my God. Uh, Wasp. Oh my God. That even that was like just so fly. Yeah. Okay. Nitpick number two. Okay. Here okay. We go. Here we go. Because we because Lynn's in the conversation. <laughs> oh yeah. What's oh. poppin'? Sorry. It's, sorry. Look. Uh, it, my thing about that that scene particular, nothing wrong with it. It that and it it is what it is. It's fan service getting yeah. all the all the chicks there they lined forced? up to run it run All it, the women. All the women there to to run interference for her. I just felt that it would have played a little bit more like you would have got more sustained cheer if you see Captain Marvel with the Infinity Gauntlet take off and then as she's flying her way you just see all the women come form up on her not form up on her but like as people come you just see one woman take this person out one woman take that person you just see them mm. you know just coming just being there just being and there and posed first right. right and then entering right but like yeah, I thought but I think they, had to, they had to give you the poster no, though let the ladies pose because the dudes get their pose on all the time I let know. the ladies pose let them pose I just thought there would have been more of a sustained thrill that's the directorial choice that's okay. all. No, and I get yeah, that. you know they're gonna I, do that pose. Man. I That's get a that, but I right think there. for what this movie was, that pose was needed. It's just kind of like bam, bam, bam. You know what I mean? I feel you. I, I feel so you. I, but I get what you're saying. I get you. Look. But I don't know. And and but that's the thing. But if we're doing this in battle, I feel like. Would that have been happening too quickly for people to realize that's what was happening, or would it, would it just seem like oh somebody got that, somebody got that, not. Oh, uh, look at her! The, the, look at her! It's the look ladies her. coming well, together. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying because no, we're talking you. about the, the the pace of it. I got because you. it is a fight. Right. Um, yeah, people it, be slow. Yeah, it wouldn't. If you don't think. spell it out for them, be like women. Right. They don't miss it all. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> they don't miss it all. <laughs> they, they went. Oh, was that all women that took out all those people for Captain Marvel? Let me go watch it again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. I feel you. I feel you. Right. I will say that Captain Marvel had the best. Sorry, Rain. Cameo. 
she had the best Superman moment in a superhero oh, movie. Yes, I when she that. comes in through. and flies through that ship, and especially the way that they, I love that they shot it from far away. He's like, mm. look up in the sky, <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, Toom! I'm like, yo, beast, beast mode, loved it, and but- I loved when. Thanos headbutts her and she, she nothing. Eats it. She just what? She didn't even back up. Uh-uh. She just sat there it. and like smiled in his face. Like, That's it. Uh-huh. I was like, yes. Yes. Yeah, she didn't eat that. Because I think he was confused. He he was like, like wait, wait, what? wait, did I? <laughs> I didn't do that, right? Uh-uh. Did, I, okay. did I think about it? Or did I just do that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't ready. Exactly. I I, I love that. All right. She didn't eat that. May I have another? <laughs> yes. She was beast. She was beast. All right. Uh, wow. Time flies. All right. Uh, favorite moments from the movie. Leanne, Leanne, go ahead. You know, of course, the the very end where it says, you know, proof that Tony Stark had a heart. I mean, you have to, that, you know, that, that gets you. And, um, oh, Hulk coming down those stairs and ruining. Oh, yes. Oh, too many stairs. So mad. I, I, why? Jump through the middle. That's what I he thought he was going to do, but he's not smart anymore. So he's just <laughs> he walked down the steps. Oh, and that was funny too. When, when Professor Hawk, Professor Hawk was like, "I gotta beat things up, bang!" I know. <laughs> 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 so gratuitous. <laughs> and he was embarrassed of his other self too. Everybody's like, "It makes you think. What, what would happen if I went back to 2008? Would I be embarrassed? Like, of what myself? are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I heard some other people, another thing I heard, some people were like ambivalent about like the whole, you know, Professor Hulk thing. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it too. I, I do like it. it. It's evolution. Yeah. 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 And, I'm with it. And what else, what else are you going to do with the character? You True. I mean, this Hulk it. is less fun, but you could probably take this one to a party, you know? Yeah. 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 And, I and, 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 I, and I, so as a one who likes like werewolf movies, mm-hmm. I, oh, I always hate when they're doing the thing where the person who's a werewolf perceives it as like this curse, like, oh, right. I'm cursed, I'm cursed. So I, it's more fun when you kind of embrace everything about yourself and it's like, now we can have fun. And I feel like now with Hulk, he's not so busy about Hulk, not so, not so worried about Hulk and now he has embraced the, right. his, and so then I think you can just have more fun with that. It's like, yeah, he's, we're not going to get like him having a hissy fit about coming down the steps, but I think there are other opportunities to, to, Play and have fun with that character. Yeah. Right, I, I like he's kind of like Beast now on the X Men. Yeah, you know, he's always been a you know one thing, and um, also that um, Mark Ruffalo is getting a little old. He's aging more than the other actors. <laughs> true, true. So I think they were like, let's just leave him CGI so he doesn't look so old. <laughs> so now he can be a voice actor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, I just watched a movie recently with uh. I forgot his name, but the castle movie where they're in they're in prison. Mark Ruffalo and I forget. But point is it was real nice to see um the uh Hydra guy, the villain from Winter Soldier. Robert oh. R- Robert Redford. Redford. I know what movie you're talking about. I can't think of the name. Yeah. Yeah. But it was real nice seeing him back, especially because apparently he retired from acting. Yes, he did. So this is like one of probably one of his last movies. Mm-hmm. So that was real cool. Yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, they 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 threw some money at him. He was like, you know. Yeah. And, and it, it, I mean, they brought everybody back. William Hurt was back. Everybody yeah. was back. Speaking yeah. of that, um, the Hail Hydra moment, I really liked. Oh, 
That was great. I don't know if it was a reference yes. or not, but I really. Oh, it, it was definitely was, a reference. It was clearly a reference to the comics. Yes. Yeah. Well, you thought that that other elevator scene was going to happen right. again, and then it was just so great that they went in a whole different direction. Yeah. What's another favorite part, uh, Brandon? Uh, it was that one. Um, I had a few. I liked when they were talking. I liked. There were some things that I weren't. Sh- I wasn't sure if they were comic references, but like. When they said they should go back and kill baby Thanos, that reminded me. There's a recent run yes. of comics called Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah. Where he goes back and he kidnaps a baby Thanos. Mm-hmm. So that was real nice for me. Just, I think my, my favorite moment, though, was when Cap got the hammer. Because that, yeah. I was, I've been looking forward to that forever. And so seeing that was real great. I think, though, I'm, like, how are they going to go forward? Because there'll be nobody in charge. Because... Iron Man and Cap were always kind of duking it out for who's in charge. Right. And Sam. then Scarlet, uh, you know, uh, Black Widow oh, War Machine. was uh, good at that, like sort of administrating everything. So It's probably going to be Captain Marvel for a little bit because she is. Well, she's but not she's around. Never, she's she's handling off world. Around, she's not yeah. around. But we already know Phase 4 is going to deal with space a lot. So if we're talking just about like <coughs> entirety of the Avengers, it's probably going to be Captain Marvel and then probably Rhodey and um, I actually forget of the old squadron who's actually left. Oh, I'm Sam. And probably Sam. But Sam, he's probably going to take his time getting into the role of Captain America because the, st- the shield still feels foreign to him. And, like It still feels like it's Caps. So he has to deal with taking on that mantle and filling his shoes and then bringing it into his own. While Captain Marvel, she's been established. She's been doing everything. So she's probably going to call the shots in the command. And if Nick Fury is still around a little bit, he might be like a shadow leader still. Because well, he Fury, does make an appearance. Nick Fury is going to be doing some type of espionage stuff like yeah, that. Captain Marvel, Spider-Man. which I loved her explanation. She was like, yo, Earth has y'all. Everybody else don't have y'all. And she's going to be busy taking care of the Every galaxy. other planet right. that right. we know. Right. So as far as who's going to lead them, probably probably y'all missing it it's T'Challa he's probably gonna be the be the leader oh, you know what I mean so yeah. it, more or less that if, would be a natural choice it would be a natural choice for like him to busy. be like a leader he's busy running and his he, own country and he yeah. was a member of the Avengers at one point right? he was right. he's yeah. in it now I think yeah and I think he technically is kind of like is a he? member um, but one thing and I don't want to miss this uh, because, you know, in talking about the leadership, it, it kind of like comes up what happens with Black Widow, who probably would have been a natural Oh, person. I was right. actually going to say if we we're going around saying parts that we liked, I wanted to say part that I didn't like. You didn't I like? Did, yeah, I just I didn't. I don't know. I mean, and I, I guess I understand it from how she was getting presented, especially in the beginning of the movie, like. You know, she's taking it upon herself to keep everybody in touch and kind of regulate. So, so it would make sense that she would be the one like, this is it. This is w- the moment I've been waiting for. And if this is what I have to do so that we can win, I'll do it. Get all but of it, the red off her ledger. Yeah, but it's still like you didn't. I, I don't know. I don't feel like Hawkeye deserved to live more than you did. And so just. I don't know, seeing that the one woman who's been consistent in the franchise has to sacrifice herself so this dude who's been on a murder rampage since his family died can be reunited. You know, I don't know. I I mean, yeah, that, but then maybe, A, that's like her best friend. So I see that both of them wanting to do that for for your best friend. Yes. Like, there's nothing you wouldn't do for your best friend. You know what I mean? So I saw that, and then I think she was kind of thinking more about his kids, too. So you're going to bring your kids back just for you to not be here? Right. So I think, like, that didn't make 
sense of her mind. But I guess I think and then so I would have rather see him go too. But I, I mean, but then so that's to go back because isn't it? The, I forget which movie it is, but there's some scene where basically she says because she couldn't have kids, she was a monster or something. Yeah, like, do yeah. You that was that? Age of Ultron. Yeah, she was talking to Hulk about that. Ultron. Yeah, and I just and so again, I feel like so if that's the reason, like oh well, he has kids, so he needs to make it, and so this idea of like well, you're not a full woman if you didn't give birth to a child. I don't know. It just so it just as a woman that read weird to me and I didn't like it. I hear you. Well, I mean I, I think you. that was like part of her thing. I don't think that was her whole thing cuz I think it was like uh I'm sterile on top of the fact I'm a killer. I was trained to kill. They made sure that I couldn't, you know, all those kinds of things. So and I think like because she I guess accepted it or she willingly went into it she considers herself a monster. I don't think it's that bad, but you know. I didn't I I I'll be honest. I didn't well one I wasn't a fan of how the the scene played out. I thought like the kind of back and forth that they kept going went about two or three times too many. So um, I thought that it would, I think the movie sets up that you expect it to be Hawkeye. Um, so in that case, I knew that it was going to be Black Widow. And for what E said, the whole friendship thing uh, uh, that she felt for him, the, the true sincere affection, like he said, you know, she wasn't going to let him sacrifice him, himself and the kids come back and then you're not here so I, it, and another reason like because i feel like they clearly they both tried to be the one to sacrifice themselves and i feel like he's here because she was a better spy she got over on him she was able to out class outmaneuver him and up uh reach her objective you know what i mean so she's like a better spy than he was too mm -hmm. so if they're going against each other whatever the objective is she would have won because she was just either better trained or just better so that's why she ended up getting what she wanted which was the sacrifice the other part about that about her sacrifice though that i did not like was that i understand that thematically the huge send-off is going to be iron man i understand that right However, I feel like even if it was part of a montage, there should have been a scene where you see them collectively, you know, uh, mourn her loss. Maybe like if they, you know, just set up like, like you know, a tombstone or something. Right, you know, right. yeah. I, I felt like there should have been some scene showing that they all felt that loss as opposed to really not much words were were given to it yeah only, yeah, I think only, only Hawkeye, her and um and scarlet witch, witch were yeah. talking because you know, i wish she was here and then i didn't realize who he was talking about till she said yeah i wish he was here too i'm like oh vision and black widow because right. i totally uh, didn't know who he was talking about i thought until... she meant her brother see oh no I she could have been in it either though. but yeah, i did i thought she meant vision because yeah, she didn't she didn't like her brother but she had um she had the whole funeral like when they got back like they all late that didn't come at the lake everyone was mourning when Cap was Cap like, did she have family? Up. And Cap was like, yeah, us. Yeah. Like, I felt like that was... But that enough. wasn't a funeral. True. That wasn't a funeral. That was, okay. th that was them commiserating, you know, afterwards. But, you know, at the end of this whole thing, okay. you give uh, uh, Iron Man this, this huge thing. I felt like they should have given her some type of mark. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. That's why I said it, it didn't, need, didn't necessarily be like, you know, words or script, but... A scene, a something marker more. or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I, I, that's what made her sacrifice even ring that much more hollow. For I think me. part of it might also be that she's getting a movie, so like they still yeah. have time to do something. And who knows? I mean, but, I don't know. It's definitely going to be a prequel. Thing, it's not going to be, you know. Yeah, it'll be well, a prequel. It has, yeah, it's and, be. and you know what? It has to be. And something tells me that movie's not going to happen. Something tells me. 
No, apparently she's like set to produce it, and it's got like a director and everything. Yeah. So it, I think it's gonna happen. <laughs> I think she's gonna make it happen. Yeah. Stranger Things happening. Yeah. Yeah. Things fall through all the time. We'll see. Um. Oh, wow. It is already ten fifty seven. Oh wow. We could okay. we could go on forever. Another three hours. We, we probably could. could. We could, but we're not. Um, oh. All right, last thing. When and when Giant Man came up and stole the big flying thing, yeah, <laughs> I just, just bow, just mop with a quick left hand. Loved it. I don't even know what those things do. They don't have weapons. They don't carry troops. They're just big and they fly. They just eat things. Yeah, I, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Bow, left hand. I, you know, I got to give some props. To, I, I I like Paul Rudd. Yeah, I like well, that. He's man. adorable. We've loved him since. Well, actually, we've loved yeah, him, that, since, him since but. Sisters. He yeah. used to be on Sisters yeah. and then Clueless. Oh yeah, showing yeah. my age. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, real quick, um, and and I think the loudest, one of the loudest cheers in the movie before, besides Cap picking up the um, the hammer, hammer. When they all show up, but everybody seemed to really love when Spider Man showed up. Uh, yeah. Yep. yeah. 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 Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark. <laughs> I must have passed out because now I woke up and now I'm here. Like, dog, he knows everything already. I'm, I'm glad you were trying to give him like a little um, a feeling, though. That's cute. Remember when I got all dusty? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, kid, I haven't been able to forget. But yeah, I, yeah. I got excited. That was and when, when he had the football, he was like, it's the kill. He was yeah, oh, going quick as hell that time. So yeah, I like that too. Yeah, it's the kill. It was dope. Peter was, Parker, he kind of highlights some of the some weird stuff with the five year time jump, though. He does because if because we in, we've seen in the Far From Home trailer that his friends are all with him, but his whole school got ghosted. They all sh- so now the whole school is back at the have, same age because they all because Ned's the same age too. So Ned's still in right. School. They should yeah. be in college right now. So the fact that they're all in school is a little weird. But uh, they got yeah, they got I snapped. didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah, because I'm like he showed back up at school. I'm like, is does he know anybody? Yeah. Right. It's been right. five years. Because they didn't yeah. reset time. They just brought everybody back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But I guess if you've been gone five years, it's like, what better place to start than 10th yeah. grade? He's there the last movie of Phase 3, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that I think that's probably the reason why they're saying he's the last movie of Phase 3. I, mm-hmm. I wonder how many of these little things they might try and tie up and clean up, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. in that movie. Um, but... I'll be looking forward to it. All right, now it's ten fifty nine. Leanne, Brandon, thank you so much, both of you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for it's having me. Always great to be able to talk Marvel. So yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. This has been so so much fun. And Brandon, thank you for coming out. Yeah, I mean, I'm always I'm always available. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, dude. All right. If people want to get in t- contact with each with you, Leanne, Tinsel and Tyne. Yes. Um, on all the social media handles, it's at Tinsel Tyne, T-I-N-S-E-L-T-I-N-E. Oh, well, I'm sorry. On Instagram, there's a, a underscore. underscore. And uh, and then my site is uh, TinselTyne.com. And um, what else is going on? It seemed like there was something else. But... Um, but yeah, definitely hit me up there. I have my mini movie reviews up and uh, interviews and things like that. So check me out. All right, cool. And Brandon, if people want to get in touch with you, I how mean, I don't really have any like social media or anything. But whenever whenever I'm on Gutter Talk, I always tell people to hit up um, JD. So since I'm on here, I'm going to say everyone should hit up a Malcolm Comics because <laughs> comics are great, and I just want everyone to read comics. So hit up a Malcolm Comics. 
Thank you. Nice. <laughs> and uh, you, can, you can do it on uh, online as well at amalgamphilly.com. Oh, you're welcome, Ariel. I don't have to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get out of here. This show will be available come the morn on blacktribbles.com as well as the podcatcher of your choice. If you like and uh, uh, like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, where the Tribbles After Dark is, is riding high. Um, all at Black Tribbles. You can find us on all the social medias. Email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Uh, give us a ranking and a rating on the podcatcher of your choice to help people find the show. For all of these tribbles and all you tribbles, this is the Bat Tribble in parting. We say hailing frequencies closed. Uh, I hope I didn't spoil your evening. No, it's been interesting. 